1: CR Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show, live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4.
3: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The pilot of a small airplane circling over a Mississippi city today is threatening to crash the aircraft into a Walmart store. The Tupelo Police Department said in a Facebook post that Walmart and a nearby convenience store had been evacuated. The plane began circling about 5 a.m. local time this morning, and experts who've been interviewed say he's bound to be running out of fuel by now and could be forced to come back to Earth one way or the other in the next hour. U.S. Senator Ron Johnson says he's not surprised Democrats are eager to make taxpayers shoulder the hundreds of billions of dollars in new debt to pay for the President's student loan debt forgiveness plan. Senator Johnson was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network this week and said that the plan only heaps more debt on top of the nation's already $30.8 trillion worth of debt. This is SRN News.
4: Reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You
1: have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job, and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884, or you can email me, randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your
0: computer problems the boot, RB's computer service.
2: Portions of this program may have been pre recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
3: Come on,
0: rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year.
5: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the Best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought.
4: The mind is a globe with whirling, transient nodes of thought.
5: Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan.
6: Welcome back King Bang show. Of the biz 1440 on Labor Day weekend. Thank you for listening to us. It is job Saturday. If you missed the first hour of the show, uh, that's okay. Go find us on the podcast at twin cities, business Get the, get, the, get all of the insight there. We're going to do a little more with you, uh, here this hour and then maybe, uh, wander about a bit with some other items. Um, um, Maybe a couple comments on uh, on the passing of uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, um, whose uh, state funeral uh, happened uh, today in uh, Moscow. Um, I I kind of think of myself as having lived through the Gorbachev period uh, and um, being a young re- person who young economist who was doing a lot of research on on the Soviet Union during the period of Perestroika. Uh, and um yeah maybe maybe a, maybe a few thoughts about that i i hadn't really i wasn't really all that thinking about whether, whether i wanted to do this or not but i think i do uh anyway and and we've got lots of other things to play for you so one of the things that that's been interesting to me is is has been uh first of all um i'm in the middle of writing the next quarterly business report um, it will publish a week from tomorrow, on September 11th. Uh, it will publish on Sunday in the St. Cloud Times. Uh, I encourage you to look for, look for it. Um, and uh, we will get, um, I will post, post it for you. I'll probably just pass forward the post I do out of my university Twitter account or, and on LinkedIn to tell, to tell folks to go find it. We're doing a presentation here in, in St. Cloud, actually over in Sauk Rapids at the Sauk Rapids Government Center. That, I should have had the date in my head before I started talking, is on uh, September 15th uh, at 8 a.m. at the Sauk Rapids Government Center. Uh, free tickets are available for that. It You can watch it online. I, But I'm trying to get people to come back together uh, and, 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 and join us. We probably are getting close to... Close to two thirds of our audience actually coming to be in person now, which I think is great, uh, and and another third participating uh, participating through the through the web, either live while we're doing it or watching the watching the video which we capture and then post to a repository here in here at Saint Cloud State afterward. But I'll be there on the fifteenth, and and just to give you a hint on one of the questions we asked was. We asked our local businesses what they thought about whether or not we're in a recession. And and I will say I seldom get anybody talking back to me about a question sort of like, what are you doing? That question seemed to provoke more response than a lot of folks, uh, than, than a lot of questions. Uh, I haven't seen all of the comments yet, and I'm kind of waiting for my co-author, uh, uh, Professor Monica Maimali, to... to uh, to uh, work with us, yes. Uh, I I have a new co-author. My my longtime co-author, Rich McDonald, has has moved on to retirement, um, and is and, and I I don't think he's going to retire well. I actually think he'll be bad at it, and I expect we'll be seeing him around a lot more later. But but anyway, uh, I wanted. I'm waiting for her to write up the responses. She says, "Okay, oh, you just won't believe what's there," and I'm like, oh, "I can't wait. Send me the send me the draft. Send me the draft." Uh, and and I'll have that by the end of the weekend. Uh, anyway, uh, I was struck by these comments. This is on Bloomberg yesterday. Rick Reader, uh, who f- regularly shows up on uh, Bloomberg's uh, uh, opening bell uh, show, uh, talking about recession talk, was uh, was talking after the jobs report came out. Let's play that cut number one.
1: I think that's right. I mean, I, listen. I think the biggest the, the, the reason why this number is so important. <laughs> Is the conditions for employment are so significant? You know, can you? And by the way, I, I don't think a soft landing is that hard—a needle to land the plane on. Um, and if if these employment numbers moderate a bit, I think it's pretty good news. But listen, the economy—it's hard to argue. And the, by the way, the deep recession stuff is ridiculous. The economy is in pretty good shape, and particularly the service sector is is moving along quite nicely. A good sector is coming under some some slowdown, which which uh, which is anticipated. And and um, but uh, but, you know, the economy is in good shape. And when you cut across the numbers, you know, I was looking at it again this morning. So, sure. you know, it shows an economy that's moderating, but certainly not slowing that much.
6: Yeah, and that's that's been my opinion for a while is that is that I actually have to I have to see have to differentiate between going from 5 percent growth to 2 percent growth. On the one hand, and going from two percent growth to negative one percent or negative two percent growth I, I I just will say yes, there's been two negative quarters of GDP. If you can show me any other time when we've had negative two two quarters of GDP, and at the same time we've had we've had an employment report where where we're we're averaging you know where we're averaging uh, uh i'm trying to where's that where's my average number here um we're, we're averaging uh 500 we, we averaged what we had 235 two hundred and ninety-three thousand jobs in in june five hundred and twenty six thousand jobs in july three hundred and fifteen thousand jobs in august okay if that's a recession it looks like no recession i've ever experienced and to, to to tell me, and and I have people tell me, "Well, you're just ridiculous. You must know that we're in a recession right now. It's because you work at a university. You're, you're just not seeing it." I'll tell you what I am seeing. I'm seeing students. It's fun. It's great to see students around, and and you can just I, I will say you can just see uh, our our faculty are happier, our staff is happier because um, the purpose of their work, which is their our students, is is back and present and uh, when i have a student actually writing me saying saying i've got i've got an issue it's like great it's better than it's better than you not writing me at all <laughs> i'd be happy to hear about that um, so so it, i think this economy is just is is growing quite well and i would add to that this which is the fact that that consumer confidence numbers also appear to be expanding uh pretty nicely uh the conference board reported reported uh uh rose to 103.2 from 95.3 five five points better than expected and that's off a low that had been initially set in last set in february of 21 okay so it is still way down from where it was pre-pandemic in in february of 2020 In February 2020, the conference board reported a consumer confidence index of 132.6. The number we're talking about now is 103. Okay. The main reason for the lift was lower inflation expectations, and that is mostly because of lower gas lien prices. Lower gas prices register with individuals as as being an indicator of what's happening with inflation more generally. When gas prices fall, people feel better. Should it matter that much? No, it's, Ivory tower banyan can say, "You, yeah, no, come on, it's only what? four percent of your budget. You know, what are you all freaked out about?" But frankly, a price that hits you in the face while you're driving, block after block after block after block after block, is going to leave an impression. And if you see that number and you say that's higher than it was last week, you immediately realize that means I'm going to have less money for other things because I have to fill my car. And so you don't feel well. But when you see that number come down, and now I'm like sort of like, oh, yeah, 330, 340, 350. I, 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 345.9 was the number I, I, I last saw uh on my way into work this morning the last number i saw was 345 9 over here by the university i don't i don't know what you saw of daniel over there at the mothership but they're running about the same they're, they're probably running pretty close to the same
2: we got 379 actually
6: wow really yeah wow i think uh, i paid 383 is, yesterday wow so that's that's interesting that that number is as high as it is. I would not have thought um, um, I, I, w- I would not have thought that our prices would be that much lower, but we have yet to see I would say there's no bit, nobody here in town charging that much for gas right now up here in St. Cloud. So hey, Daniel, come up to St. Cloud. We can play a little golf and you can tank up your car.
2: I'm on my way. Good luck with there the rest know. of
6: the show. Okay okay, thanks.. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but it's interesting because it means inflation expectations are coming down. And I do think gas prices move inflation expectations a lot. Okay, so conference board number comes out. It says inflation expectations at 7% from 7.4% in July, 7.9% in, in June. If you're thinking about what the Fed is thinking about, these would be good numbers. Steve Odland, who's the, the chief executive officer of, of the conference board, had this to say about those numbers. This is cut number six.
3: What's been really worrying consumers has been inflation, because the jobs market has been very solid, as we know, with over 11 million openings, and you've got wages going up over 5%. So that part of it's very, very solid. It's been inflation. Now, gas prices have actually come down a little bit in the last couple of months, even though food continues to rise. Uh, That has been rattling consumers, and now that you're, you're seeing some stabilization in inflation, the consumer confidence has come back up
6: now in other countries I'm used to seeing other prices besides gasoline being posted in front of stores um, you would see uh, on a chalkboard I mean th- so this is 20 some years ago and largely in Eastern Europe but you would see on the chalkboard the price of a, a, a price of eggs which you know we sell them by the dozen here there they sell them in tens um, so 10 eggs would be this much, and they would put up eggs, milk, and so forth, and tell you the prices they were charging for those items. And so people had a different attitude. But here in the United States, to know what the price of food is, you actually have to go into the store and look on the shelf. It's a very different thing. Yeah, you you could read a, a circular or, an, or ads, but how many of us actually – I mean in particularly given how few people are even reading news physical newspapers anymore. How many of us are aware of what the price in the in the grocery store is? But the gas price is still there, still in this this analog format that we we are looking at and 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 in real in real time and saying to ourselves, Oh, that price is higher, oh that price is lower. And I think it's having a significant impact on it. Um uh, so conference board said, so you heard, you heard this first person in conference board says, concerns about inflation continued their retreat, but remained elevated. Okay, so inflation expectations are getting lower. Does this mean perhaps that the Fed's going to back off a little bit? Is 50 basis points still in play? Or does that number mean 75? Well, many people want to use the Taylor rule to plug into that thought. Guess what? On Thursday night on Bloomberg, John Taylor, the the, the man who gave us the Taylor Rule, is on. And after these messages, we're gonna we're gonna hear what uh, Taylor had to say on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty.
1: Sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images, and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available. So call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413.
2: It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll. In the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside free app you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon whenever you want cash out with paypal and e-gift card or transfer the money directly into your bank account download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code salem for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill up that's promo code s-a-l-e-m remember use promo code salem when you download the free upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas cashback's not available in gas in new jersey
7: pro-life across america the billboard people i'm sure glad you're my sister addy
3: yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their little surprise what would we do without you well you'll probably get your own gum yeah
8: that's true but you're worth it hello my name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible.
6: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from
5: conception.
2: Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year. Help police by not escalating. Address any complaints after the encounter. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org
6: welcome back king banion show the biz 1440 that got my heart pumping great great choice uh, six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, seven, seven. We are live by the way, here on a Labor Day weekend on a, because it's job Saturday. You gotta be here. You gotta be talking about what's, what's happening, right? Look, con- consumer confidence is, is improving in part because on the consumer side, inflation expectations are following. I posted over on our, on our Twitter feed using, uh, Using our uh, our hashtag pound KBRS, um this new paper a new paper that that was published and I just published the uh, summary of it uh, in the Journal of Economic Perspectives by Carol Binder and uh, Rupal Kamdar um, about the uh, historic periods of inflation in the United States, including the COVID-19 pandemic, which I thought was very interesting, insofar as the goods that we were <laughs> our inflation expectations basically within uh it says the it was showing first of all uh what happened to inflation expectations first during uh March of 2020 uh when the COVID pandemic hit which was Basically, our reported CPI numbers were very low, but if you looked at the goods that people were actually buying during this time, it didn't match the usual consumer price index bundle. We weren't buying, we weren't buying, uh, uh, we weren't buying meals out. We weren't going to hotels. We weren't buying as much gasoline. We were home, right? Some of us literally home for weeks at a time and in the United States. And so for some period of time, the actual CPI for things we were buying versus what the stated CPI was, was higher. That has now flipped, okay? That has now flipped so that actually stated the CPI generally appears to be slightly in their work slightly overstating how much inflation there is not by a lot by maybe a quarter point a quarter point or so you can dig into the paper you could just uh dig into uh dig into it i posted it on the uh on our twitter feed uh pound kbrs about uh about two hours ago so just go down the timeline pass the chat and you'll Fast the uh the the chat that's happening during the show and if you have never participated in the chat during the show come on i mean people talking about turtle soup turtle soup i mean where else can you go hear a radio program where we can talk about the unemployment rate and turtle soup at the same time we're we're pretty awesome uh but basically somewhere around early 21 that thing changed and along with that you can see how people's expectations of inflation change because they're not influenced by what the actual CPI number is. They're influenced by what's happening in terms of their own price bundle. And if you look at the Michigan survey, not the cons- not the conference board survey that we just talked about, but if you look at the Michigan survey of consumers, their one-year price inf- inflation number is still running fairly close to uh, right around five percent for this coming year but their five-year uh, survey still puts us at about three percent but they've always been in that two and a half to three percent range and this is maybe some of the reason why the fed is not getting too far out in advance i teased it before the break and so i want to play this for you this was john taylor john taylor was on uh, on uh, bloomberg's triple take uh, which is a uh, which is a place where they've got three interviewers uh, usually talking to a single person that they're interviewing, but from three different angles. Uh, and, and John Taylor was on talking about the Fed and its responses to the Taylor Rule. Let's play it responses to the inflation we're experiencing and thinking about it through the lens of the man that wrote the Taylor Rule. Let's listen first to this, cut number seven.
9: Well, we certainly are behind the curve. as measured by the so-called Taylor rule, which is we haven't seen this big a discrepancy in, since the 70s, actually. The interest rate is you know, under three percent federal funds rate and uh, Taylor rule suggests it should be higher than that. I, I'd say if they get to five in that region it would make a big difference. But there's not much talk about that. Uh, but but how they do it is makes a big difference as well.
6: So how they do it, and, and he's going to talk about that in a second. How they do it is going to be very important. The question here is, they need to sort of demonstrate that they're willing to go much higher than four percent. Indeed, I should, I should pull up my 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 most recent uh, countdown countdown to uh, to FOMC poll here. Let me let me pull up that graphic for myself again. That chart, and uh, it shows that right now. Um, right now uh they're 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 at 57% they actually moved after yesterday towards slightly more they were at uh yesterday they the day before week ago they were at 61% uh probability uh of uh the fed funds rate being at um uh, uh at uh at, at uh, seventy-five basis points, and they're now at fifty-seven percent. Versus, so they've actually backed off slightly, versus uh, where they are right now. Uh, you, so you can see that uh, they went from they went from being at like seventy-five percent to fifty-seven percent in a single day. That was yesterday. Why would they do that? Why would the market expect them to have now permission to go a little bit easier? Maybe it's because they're taking into account that revision. But will the Fed? Let's listen more to John Taylor. This was again from Bloomberg Thursday night, cut number eight.
9: They are trying to talk back uh, to describe a little bit, not enough yet. It seems to me what the, the trick is, is to indicate where you need to go if inflation stays as high as it is, even if it comes down a little bit. And there's so far little talk about that. Some members talk about that, but the the chair has not really mentioned that. But I think that would make it easier. It would be more direct effect on inflation, and less of the effect on the real economy that people are worried about uh, for many reasons. So I think that's the trick to indicate where they're going to go as best they can. It's been done before, and they can do it again.
6: Remember, this is a Fed, and, and I'll refer you back to that that article by uh, Binder and Kum and, and Kumdar. Uh uh because what they are showing is that is that the inflation expectations piece began to take off not during the COVID period. Not when they announced that they were going to when the Fed announced that they were they, they were basically going all in with QE and gonna just buy anything that they can and expand the balance sheet out. Think about this. The balance we we're supposed to start quantitative tightening back in March, right? how much have we actually decreased the balance sheet of the fed right now and the answer is less than 150 billion on a on a number that was very close to 9 trillion so the balance sheet has gotten smaller by less than 2% so far it's supposed to double the rate of decline but i have questions about whether we're actually going to decrease that rate because they don't seem they don't seem able to get rid of their mortgage backed securities and if they really want to keep themselves having more on the line of more treasuries and less mortgage backed securities if that's their bias at some point they may have to decide they need to sell those sell those babies and they haven't yet so they have not made the move yet to reduce the to reduce that number but this is this is more this is more to my point uh if i look at if i look at where they are now um in, uh, in, in May, or excuse me, in the November number on Wednesday, uh, that expectation was that they would go up another 25 basis points at 35% and 62% chance that they would go up 50 basis points. Now, after the Friday numbers, it's pretty much an even call between whether the November meeting would take them up another 25 or 50. There's no contract out there for a for 75 How is the Fed going to talk through between now and the 21st of September when they make their announcement? Um, How will the Fed talk through how it's reading inflation and how far it's willing to go? I thought the speech last week was pretty hawkish, and right now it strikes me that after looking at, at the charts... They got a little bit of rise. They got a little bit of lean toward the 75 basis point move for September. But people are talking themselves back toward 50 right now. Which means that the Fed has yet to be very credible in saying we're willing to do what it takes to stop inflation. They may need to do something that's rather drastic. Will they do it at this next meeting? They haven't shown any willingness to do that. But I think that I think that if if I'm reading, if I believe the, the Federal Reserve Chair who spoke on the 25th of August in Jackson Hole, and he has this chart looking at him, he's going to have to come out and say, hey, you guys are getting this wrong. We will go past 4%. And I think what they'll have to do to demonstrate that is both his words and what comes out in the Statement of Economic Projections, which will come out along with the meeting on the 21st. They've got less than three weeks to get this right. They're going to they're they're have to speak this coming week after the Labor Day weekend. They've only got about four days before they go into their, tradi- their traditional, s- sort of mandatory, semi-mandatory quiet period where they don't speak to the press. They have very little time. And they will have no time after, where they speak to the press after the September inflation report. So how are you going to signal this in the way that Taylor's is suggesting? That's well, an open question. We'll listen to a little more of John Taylor after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
3: Diabetes.
7: Absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff.
3: Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale.
7: We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values.
3: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
7: I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life.
3: Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults.
7: Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: From up-to-the-minute analytic reports, an insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs.
2: So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today.
1: Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers.
6: Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz fourteen forty. My my point in this hour is is pretty simple. The, the Fed is trying to. I keep hearing "soft landing," land the plane. I keep hearing this landing metaphor. Um, and indeed, I'm gonna I'm gonna veer into something else uh for a second and go back to Taylor after this. Uh, Dan uh, Greenhouse is the. Uh, is the CEO of Solus uh, Alternative Asset Management um, basically a hedge fund operator and he's talking he's talking with uh, he's talking on CNBC at closing bell yesterday about uh, about how this economy actually operates and I just loved uh, this quote. Play Cut number four please Daniel.
5: In the short term here that was from the Fed standpoint pretty good. Uh, obviously wages came in a little bit, job growth slowed a little bit although admittedly 300,000 jobs in any given month is still an extraordinary strong level of job growth. I took a look before I came on. In the last 40 years or so, only 10 percent of months or 11 percent of months have had job growth stronger than this one.
6: So, on that basis, you would have to say that the economy is doing great, and it's not. And and, and why would we be talking ourselves back into a recessionary period? So this is why I why I, I use that to set up this next one from him. Where where he kind of gets at the fact that that it doesn't you got to take some time with this that the economy operates with lags play cut number five please
5: one report does not a Goldilocks make. Uh, this is a process, and, and, and as I was speaking to your producers about, you have to think about the U.S. economy as a Titanic-level ship, or a, a cruise line ship today, which is infinitely larger than the Titanic then. It doesn't turn on a dime. It yes. doesn't stop it was on a, a dime. a Freudian
2: slip, uh, citing
5: the Titanic. Sure. Um, but it, it is a large we ship. We hope we're not going into no, that it, no, I no. We do not. But Iceberg it dead ahead. No. It, it is very difficult to say you're going to turn only two degrees this way and not Go three or four degrees, or some nautical analogy that, that I don't have. Uh, and so the idea that we have a Goldilocks uh, uh, jobs report, fine, but this is a process, not an event. And, and come talk to me in six months. Uh, uh,
6: so I love that. First, first of all, never use the Titanic to describe a ship that you think is going to stay afloat. Okay? Rule number one. I have to write that somewhere to make sure I don't ever do that in a speech. Okay? New rule. Never use the word Titanic. A reference to the Titanic to refer to a ship that you don't think is going to sink. Bad metaphor. Bad, bad. Second, I quite agree with this. Everyone is talking about, well, this was just just right. I'm not saying it's just right. I'm just saying that this report was stronger than I think it's being portrayed. And I think it's being portrayed by Wall Street as part of a... And I hesitate to use the word narrative because it's taken on uh, it's taken on some pejorative uh, 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 meaning, but I think it's part of a narrative that the that Wall Street's trying to use because it's trying to talk the Fed out of seventy five basis points. And so it wants to say, well you you're kind of landing the plane just right. And it's like, well, hang on here. Let's go back to John Taylor on Bloomberg Thursday night, actually talking through. You know, what does it take to actually convince this market that you're actually being serious? He's already said, you've got to kind of make a statement that that you're willing to go beyond 4%. He says 5% would be really meaningful, right? A 5% Fed funds rate would be very indicative that you are serious about fighting inflation. But he says more. Let's play this cut number nine, please.
9: So I think now what is most important and what we've seen before, the Fed communicates that Look, inflation, if it stays this high, even if it comes down a bit, we'll have to raise rates. And that's good for the economy, quite frankly. It's not really, it's a way to prevent uh, a delay. And a delay means it takes a while before inflation comes down. Then we have the terrible problems we had in the past, which we don't want to have again.
6: So, again, this is, uh, uh, so Greenhouse says this is a process. Taylor says it operates with lags. It means the same thing. The economy does not the economy does not function according to some pneumatic process. It actually is a pneumatic uh, uh, mechanism. Um, I've talked about this, I think. Irving Fisher, the very famous American economist of the early twentieth century, okay, had the American had the. If you would ask in 1925, who will be the best known economist of the twentieth century? Irving Fisher would have been the answer. He was very popular. He wrote in he wrote in uh, generally accessible journals and, 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 and periodicals. Uh, he was he was read in the newspapers. He, he was everywhere. Okay, the Great Depression destroyed him personally, finan- financially, per- personally as well as destroyed him professionally because he kept predicting, no, the economy's going to bounce back. The economy's going to be fine, right? He was, you know, and he was citing data to that effect. I always keep Irving Fisher in my head as a cautionary tale. If you try to predict the economy, you could be really, really wrong to the point where you damage your reputation. And so I worry about Irving Fisher. My, so I'm careful about saying I don't... I don't necessarily believe that the economy isn't going into a recession, but I'm fascinated by the number of people who tell me it's already in one and, and and don't have a story for why then the unemployment rate is still below 4%. Why, you know, particularly after you get a big jump in labor force participation, but I don't get a story about why the unemployment rate is still below 4%, uh, 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 you know, why, why are we creating still jobs at at the 90th percentile Okay, why do those things keep happening? Uh, one more one more clip from John Taylor, uh, cut number 10.
9: I hope not. In fact, one of the good things about the discussion about uh, from Europe and from the United States is that let's not forget the 2% target. We're way above that. We need to take action to get it back to that. And I think the if you look at the European inflation rate, look at Latin American inflation rate, it's the same story. And so there needs to be a uniform action I think the extent to which central banks can say this is what we need to do, this is what we've done in the past, this has worked, the less effect there will be on the economy. We don't want that to happen. And the more effect there will be on inflation. That's what we want to have happen.
6: At this moment, and I, 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 that was the comment that actually caught me most by surprise from from uh, uh, John Taylor, because Taylor is saying at this moment – your long-run 2% inflation expectation goal is still largely intact, but time is running out to protect it. Time is running out to protect it. If you're going to be serious about that 2% goal, you have to take strong actions now. The European Central Bank is meeting this coming week, and it is in that same position of debating 50 basis points, 75 basis points. In some sense, I think what our own Fed Funds future market is doing is going to be significantly impacted by what the ECB does this week. Because if the ECB goes 75, remember, they have an inflation rate above 9%. It becomes that much harder for the Fed to say, well, we should go 75 as well. No one's going to be saying, well, because you're at 7 rather than 9, you can go 50 rather than 75 like, like the European Bank did. The European Bank is further behind the curve, so they have to go 75, but you should only go 50. That's, that's kind of a hard argument to make, I think. And so I think, I think it's important to recognize. The Fed will get out and say some things this week. It's going to try to leave itself some room for maneuver. why? Because they still have to get to the they still have to get through the to the period where they're going to have to be quiet while CPI and PPI numbers and other numbers are coming out that are going to be very important to them. The mistake, if it was a mistake, the mistake that the Fed made in, and chair Powell made at the most recent meeting, and at Jackson Hole was not to sort of change the rules in some sense to say, we will tell you what we think about the September CPI number before our meeting because it's so important to us in terms of what we're going to say at our meeting. We We are not ready for that. All right. I've got two things I still want to talk about. I still wanted to talk about about, uh, Gorbachev. I don't know if I have time because we do need to talk about what Nord Stream did yet, what the Russians did with Nord Stream yesterday and whether or not it matters. We'll talk about that right after this. You are listening to The King Banging Show on The Biz 1440.
1: 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. In air, space, and cyberspace. And
8: I am proud to be a member. And of I'm Europe. proud to serve in the United and States. And I am area. proud to protect
1: our country.
5: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
1: AFreserve.com. Chet's Shoes is your industrial footwear headquarters. Talk to them today about setting up a customized industrial program for your employees. Chet's works with you to fit your company's needs in everything from
7: specific styles to customized
1: billing. Let them bring the store to you with their mobile shoe service or visit their store in Spring Lake Park. Chet's features comfortable and professionally fit footwear with brands such as Timberland Pro, Keen Utility, New Balance, Reebok, Carolina, Ariane, and more. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
5: Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life,
8: Crosswalk.com. The
1: division of Salem Media Group. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
6: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz fourteen forty. Why am I thinking I'm hearing Renaissance Fair music?
2: Got to get you in the mood for the Renaissance Fair.
6: Are you a Renaissance guy? You go.
2: No, I'm actually not.
6: Good, good. You can stay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to have to delay the the the, the Gorbachev piece for another week. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, chin pulling happening around around his uh, death and his legacy and and having uh, worked in Eastern Europe during the 90s and having uh, written a book about Ukraine in the late 90s and having studied the Gorbachev period. I used to teach a course here on uh, on uh, Soviet and then post-Soviet economics uh, back in the 90s. And uh, I have thoughts about this, but um, to, this is not enough time to do that. And I want to reflect on something. You know, the market was happy and then became sad Later in the day, when uh, Russia announced that uh, Nord Stream One, which is the pipeline that runs through the northern part of Europe, uh, is closed indefinitely, after the after the West or the, the West, I, I I'll say this: the G seven agreed to uh, uh, finalize a quote comprehensive prohibition of services to enable the transportation of Russian seaborne crude and petroleum products. Largely, this means shipping insurance would not be available to shipments of Russian oil and petroleum products unless it's sold at a price no higher than such and such an amount. This this action is not unprecedented, I will say, but it it continues what I think has been a pattern recently of deglobalization of the disintegration of the of of the trading system around the world the free trade system that has by and large led to the growth of the world economy and lifted millions upon millions of people out of poverty okay I'm going to set aside okay and I Anyone that knows me and knows what I've d- done for working Ukraine can very well guess what I think of the war. Okay? I I I harbor no good feelings toward President Putin or any of that. Likewise, I harbor no good feelings about the food for, toward the Iraqi regime in the 1990s of Saddam Hussein. However, if you will go look at how it was that we created a program that would send basically that would control the flow of goods uh, of oil from Iraq to the West so that we would get their oil, but only a return for food only to be distributed at, at a at a certain price. OK, and to make sure that cash did not reach Saddam's regime. If you will go back and study that in the late 19, from the late 1990s, well, you don't have to. you can go find a UN report from 2005 that showed the, the rampant corruption of this program. It did not cut off Saddam. It did not lead to, to less belligerence from Iraq toward its neighbors. And we know that because <laughs> we know that because eventually in 2003 we, we went in. To, get, to, to stop this. And it turned out by 2005, in a story that kind of has gone down, I think has gone down the, the memory hole, it turned out that country after country, individual, company after company, just found ways to flout the rule. And so within this agreement, which I don't think we've seen yet, We've only seen the concept of it, and the agreement appears to be be a concept paper and not any details. Um, uh, is largely to prevent shipment of Russian oil anywhere else in the world. It's not... Okay, so we've said on the show here, on the King Banyan show, we have said, if you have... If you have oil and some country says, well, you're a bad guy, so we're not buying oil from you, your reaction is, eh, whatever, I'll sell to somebody else. But taking out the ability of, say, India to, to ensure a shipment of Russian oil into its country, into the country, or for an African country, to cut them off, is pretty belligerent. And by doing so, it has invited exactly what's happened. Gazprom says, "Yeah, Nord Stream One. We're yeah, we're doing some maintenance on it, so it's shut down. We're not planning to turn it back on. Good luck." Reported in the last uh, in the last hour, uh, uh, 32 minutes ago. Um, Sweden will give emergency liquidity support to electricity producers after the government said it feared Russia's decision to halt gas deliveries to Europe could place its financial system under severe strain. Um, The announcement leads to... Yesterday's announcement, this is the Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson, yesterday's announcement not only risks leading to a war winter but also threatens our financial stability. Wow. Wow. Germany has already bailed out a company. Sweden now is saying they're going to bail out all of their countries by pro- providing a liquidity support, okay? You're a Swedish electricity producer, you have contracts to, to provide electricity and your source of electricity to convert natural gas into electricity has now been cut off. You're either going to have to break those contracts and pay penalties or you're going to have to buy gas from you're going to, have to buy energy from what's likely to be a very higher price source that's going to be very hard this is why this is such a big deal what happened yesterday and why i'm talking about gorbachev we need to talk about this this is a huge this is a this now will it last will russia has been seemingly willing putin has seemingly been willing to flip the spigot on and off at at a moment's notice Will this actually last into winter? I don't know. But as I tweeted to you two days ago, the the, the countries in Europe have, are already at 80% of capacity for their gas. So in terms of stockpiling for the winter, they're they're pretty well along where they could be. And and so they're not going to get to 100%. Uh, so who knows what this will mean. But this is something that you need to watch over this Labor Day weekend and into next week. And we'll have more about it at that time. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for, for your work today. Uh, we've had fun. We've had fun today, no Renaissance fair for me, uh, and no turtle soup either. but we'll talk to you next week here on the King Banyan Show on the biz 1440.
7: Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. We take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.
8: Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Free, what a great word. We are often asked if we give free estimates. The truth is that very little is actually free. But we absolutely do offer free, no-obligation estimates on roofing, siding, gutters, and windows, and we feel privileged to do so. This makes me think of the incredible cost of salvation, so costly that nobody, nobody can afford it. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The only way to pay our sin debt is with death. Ouch. The verse continues with, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Honestly, there is very little cost to us doing an estimate for you. And we actually get the benefit of meeting you too. But think of the cost of salvation. If you have any questions about your home's exterior or about the free gift of salvation, please look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-life across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Across
1: America, the P- if you're wondering, what's the f-